Thank you for joining us for the Advancing Oceanside podcast, brought to you by the Oceanside Chamber of Commerce. The Advancing Oceanside podcast hosts business and community leaders from all industries to help inform, better educate, and ultimately advocate for a prosperous economic climate here in Oceanside. Welcome back to another episode of the Advancing Oceanside podcast. Last week, the Oceanside Chamber and the city's Green Oceanside team presented Going Green, a virtual sustainability business workshop. This webinar showed attendees how to incorporate economically feasible sustainability measures into their business operations and featured a variety of resources from the Green Oceanside team, the city of Oceanside, and SDG&E. As you've probably already guessed, this was a previously held virtual webinar, so you'll hear some things like, and on this slide. Obviously, our specialists went over everything in great detail, but I would encourage you to check out the Chamber's YouTube channel so that you can watch the visual aspects of the webinar. Either way, this is a great segment with a great panel of sustainability specialists. And with that, we welcome the Green Oceanside team, the City of Oceanside, and SDG&E. Well, hello everyone. Welcome to the Chamber of Commerce and the City of Oceanside's Green Sustainability Business Workshop. So we really appreciate everyone coming today. We've got a lot of great speakers that's going to be providing information and resources in our local community to help to be more sustainable. My name is Colleen Foster. I'm one of the City of Oceanside's environmental officers in the Water Utilities Department. I'm also part of the city's Green Oceanside team. I'm going to just be introducing and starting us off today and then passing it on to some of our other presenters. Again, this workshop is being hosted in partnership with the City of Oceanside's Chamber of Commerce, SDG&E, and the City's Green Oceanside Program. We have several presenters today. We have Hannah Gilbert. She's the Communications and Outreach Coordinator with the Oceanside Chamber of Commerce. She's helped put together this whole event um, and has been a, a great champion of sustainability and, and business um, consciousness in Oceanside. For the city team, we have myself, we have Russ Cunningham, the principal planner with the city of Oceanside, who has spearheaded the city's climate action planning program and goals. And we also have Bronte Cash, she'll be presenting. She's an environmental specialist with the city of Oceanside the city's Green Oceanside team. In addition, we've got several key members from SDG&E. We have Joe Gabaldon, the public affairs manager of SDG&E, John Kochik, the customer program supervisor for climate and energy efficiency programs, and then Adam Montgomery, comprehensive energy management solutions um, specialist. They'll be presenting about the resources available through SDG&E on conservation, sustainability, and energy. In the audience, we also have other representatives. We have Sarah Davis, our, our senior management analyst who oversees our, our water use efficiency program. We also have Justin Gamble, an environmental officer who oversees our city's watershed program. They're both part of the Green Oceanside team as well with the water department. Our focus for today's workshop and what you can expect from this workshop um, is, is understanding how sustainability um, can be a win and a success for not just the community and environment, but also a, a business themselves. So focusing in on the concept of people, planet, profits, 
um, it's, it's, it's really about the triple bottom line. So people, planet, profit, when you are developing your operations and your services and your products with the triple bottom line and focus, um, you're, you're not basically cutting anything short. Not only you're providing a, a platform that customers appreciate, you're a partner to the community environment, you're also supporting that economic aspect of being a green and sustainable company. So we're gonna be focusing on ways in which to really support the triple bottom line of people, planet, profit throughout this process presentation. We're gonna be providing a, you know, a dozen, over a dozen different resources on various ways to establish metrics for sustainability in your business. We're gonna be providing an actual resource product page um, to people who attend this workshop. We will be sure to link it in the chat as well. We're gonna go over different measures you can take to improve sustainability within your operations and also go over ways in which both the Chamber and the city's Green Oceanside program can help you be successful in taking the steps to incorporate sustainability in your business. We have a lot of resources across the board and, and we're really happy to be here. We really believe that you know, customers appreciate sustainability in the community of Oceanside. We're looking for businesses that are not only innovative, um, you know, progressive and, and, and effective economically, we're looking for businesses that are part of the community. And in Oceanside, we are dedicated to our business community, you know, just as much as we're dedicated to our environment and our coastal environment and our residents and our tourists. So um, we really appreciate the opportunity where businesses and community can come together um, to support a sustainable and cleaner Oceanside. We're going to be doing, uh, it's kind of an overview of the presentation, we're going to be doing a walkthrough of businesses, of different areas of businesses, and going over ways in which you can improve those areas of businesses. This slide is, is really about, you know, not only is sustainability an important concept for any business to incorporate, it's really a great way to brand it. It's a great way to accelerate and grow your business. The community appreciates businesses that, you know, take responsibility for not only their own operations, products, and services, but are seen out in the community doing great things. We've had a lot of great media surrounding our businesses in Oceanside. We have, we'll talk about it a little later in the presentation, but we have our city's Green Oceanside Business Network program. We have over a hundred businesses that become a part of the network. And because of that, we actually promote them in local media. And here's several examples of business is being featured in, in local media channels, local publications, chamber publications. So, you know, at the end of the day, we really hope that you walk away from this presentation with not only, you know, a greater respect for incorporating sustainability in, in all operations, but really an understanding that there are resources to, to help you grow your business and, and help, you know, kind of bridge that gap between the community and your business and show that you do care about Oceanside. Um, we looked up some stats uh, with the chamber and, you know, according to certain studies done by Cone Communications in regards to co corporate social responsibility, over 87% of American consumers will make a purchase because a company advocated for an issue that they care about. 
And, and really that, that goes to the heart of people, planet, profit. So if your company is not only providing a product, but is providing a product to the community that protects the community or protects the environment, you know, the consumer sees that and appreciates that. That light bulb goes on and they're more inclined to buy that product or buy that service. Over 76% of American companies are expected to take action against climate change. Our city has adopted a climate action plan and does have aggressive goals to tackle climate change here in Oceanside. And we strongly believe the business community can be at the forefront of us achieving those goals. 73% um, of Americans would stop purchasing from a company that doesn't care about climate change. So again, all of these stats are a reminder that, you know, being green, you know, is an important step in having a successful business model. And you don't have to be perfect because I, I honestly believe nobody's perfect. I think even just starting with the simplest steps, which we're going to talk about on today's presentations, is really the gateway, you know, to becoming a more sustainable community. And, and at the end of the day, we encourage you to share your story, share your success. And, you know, through the chamber and through the city's Green Oceanside program, we have lots of resources and tools to do just that. So I'm gonna pass the presentation over to Bronte. Um, she's gonna go over various metrics to monitor sustainability and then introduce our next speakers with SDG&E. Okay, great. Um, so the first step in your sustainability journey should be to set your baseline. So a baseline is a measurement of your current impact on the environment that takes things into account like water waste and energy. So setting your baseline is important because it's tough to know where you're going if you don't know where you are currently. Uh, so once you begin to collect data on the impact that your business has, you'll have a better understanding for areas that may need change. That baseline data now gives you insight into your use of resources and over time allows you to see where you can save on operational costs. So you'll also be able to track your progress. You can show your commitment to sustainability through reports that you can communicate and share with your community. So the City of Oceanside Climate Action Plan also encourages residents and businesses to benchmark so we can all work together and help our community kind of reach those sustainability goals that we set forward. Uh, so let's start with measuring your water use. There are tons of free resources to help you get started immediately. So before you make changes, it is important to know where you stand. So take a look at the devices that you use for functioning and use. There are several free resources through the EPA WaterSense program that will walk you through how to examine your current water use. So the WaterSense uh, checklist, for example, is a simple checklist that you can help quickly identify and target potential pro projects that you can save water and energy costs at your facility. And that checklist is located right at the bottom left-hand corner of that slide right there. The city also offers an online customer portal called WaterSmart. This allows all water customers to view their current and, and historical water usage online, making it a great place to start for benchmarking and continuing to track your progress. The WaterSmart customer portal also provides customers with tips on how to reduce your water usage, compares you to similar sized properties, and can alert you to potential links. So in addition, the city is also uh, about to start the installation of automatic metering, or AMI, which will help businesses track their usage by the hour. So currently, meters are read in person once a month, and with the implementation of AMI, the meters will be read daily. So deployment of the project will start in October of this year and installation throughout the city will last up to two years. Mailers with more information will be mailed out to all customers in the next couple of months, but we encourage businesses to sign up for WaterSmart to view their usage now and find savings. Uh, and the notifications about the AMI project will also be sent through WaterSmart's customer portal too. 
And lastly, it's always helpful for people to regularly check their meter to see how much they're actively consuming. So if you have a large appliance or a device, check out that meter before you start using that device. And then after, see how much water you're using during that process. And the city's water staff can also come out and show businesses how to read their meter too. Thank you so much, Bronte. Um, a lot of great resources, not only to conserve water, but at the end of the day, to really manage your water use and, and use your water wisely. And, and at the end of the day, hopefully to save money, you know, um, in, in regards to your bills. So um, speaking of saving money and speaking of sustainability, the city of Oceanside was an early adopter of zero waste. Um, in 2011, the city committed to a zero waste resolution and subsequently passed its first zero waste plan. Um, since that time, we've gone from just about a 50% diversion rate to over a 70% diversion rate. We have an updated 2020 zero waste plan in which we've you know, updated that goal to reach a 75 to 90% diversion rate and to ultimately um, you know, divert uh, all organics and to move towards you know, better opportunities for reuse and repair, all of which you know, falls into growing a more sustainable economy and, and growing a labor market around sustainability and zero waste. One of the, the biggest things that have happened in Oceanside this past year actually um, is even in light of a pandemic, the city was able to move forward with a very successful zero waste food scraps recycling program for businesses. The way this program was set up, it was set up to incentivize doing the right thing um, versus landfilling. So the program was set up to incentivize recycling and food scraps recycling um, for businesses versus landfilling. So the rates have that incentive. And so through right sizing and technical assistance that the city and waste management zero waste technical team provides, we were able to set up food scrap services for over 70% of the businesses in Oceanside. And, and, you know, over 70% of the businesses actually saw, you know, either cost neutrality, so their bill didn't go up with the addition of services, or they actually saw cost savings. So in total, we've realized over $25,000 of cost savings for businesses each and every month, because we've worked closely with businesses to not only prevent waste in the first place, find ways for food recovery, food donation, waste prevention, but to set up better recycling and set up food scrap services, all of which are cheaper than actual landfill services in Oceanside. So if you have been set up and you need support, you know, you've got employees, you've got changeover, you want additional training and education, we're here to help you. We're here to provide that additional training and education. Um, if you have not been set up for services yet, you know, maybe you were a little hesitant at first, but now you're ready. We're here to set you up for those services. And we're here to go over your bill, go over the right and appropriate level of services and provide, you know, support and training. Additionally, the Oceanside Food Scraps Recycling Program, we have a series of products um, and tools to help you be successful. That includes signs, that includes posters. We even provide businesses with a zero waste recycling starter kit, which includes, there's actually a photo of it on the slide. It includes an inside blue recycling container and inside food scraps container, as well as a landfill insert. So, you know, um, Oceanside, 
is a leader, but we're also meeting state law. State law is actually now mandating the diversion of these products. But what I'm very proud to say is that I think Oceanside and our business community has done a great job to implement these programs to be so successful, not only for the sustainability aspect, you know, but for that, you know, kind of economic aspect. So please reach out to the city's Green Oceanside team um, or the city's Food Scraps Recycling team. The email on the slide is actually our city's zero waste team, but we have another email that actually gets you to a broader group for a food scraps program. So I will add that into the chat. But again, please feel free to reach out to any of us to get help, you know, with your solid waste and recycling services. It's a great, great step towards zero waste. Good. Good morning, everyone. This is Joe Gabaldon with SDG&E. We're really pleased to partner with the chamber and the city, helping agencies, organizations, and businesses to help reduce our greenhouse gas emissions. Um, energy is not only important to us to keep the lights on, but it's also important to us to work together and try to resolve um, some of the challenges that we're having in uh, as far as climate issues. So um, today's presentation will focus on energy efficiency programs. We've got a lot going on with SDG&E's uh, sustainability strategy. We invite you to visit us at sdge.com. Uh, forward slash sustainability. I'll add it into the chat in a minute. Um, but uh, without further ado, I want to induce um, John Kolshek. Uh, he is our customer program supervisor and has some great information for you. John? Thank, absolutely. Thanks, Joe. Yes, my name is John Kochik. I work for STGNE in our energy efficiency area. And I wanted to cover a couple of the uh, programs that we've recently launched and kind of redesigned that are available for, for all, all business customers. So maybe if you wanna to go to the next slide. So um, these are the ones we wanna highlight, the small commercial program and then the large commercial comprehensive energy management systems program. Uh, earlier this year, um, we partnered with these two companies that you'll learn more about uh, to, to launch these energy efficiency programs. And energy efficiency has been really a core way uh, and, and method for helping businesses and residents, all, all, all energy customers, to upgrade their appliances, light bulbs, um, do all sorts of things to reduce the amount of energies that, that they use, um, which is a core tenet of, of sustainability and uh, of, of the, the city's clean ac uh, climate action plan and in line with um, things being driven at the state and, and federal level, um, really to uh, help with climate change. Um, energy efficiency has been around for a long time, but it keeps improving. And so we wanted to highlight these particular programs that are available to you. Um, so we also, uh, I'll, I'll put in the chat, have updated our website at sdgne.com for saving uh, energy and saving money so that you'll be able to reference all of this information there and more, um, whether you're a smaller type of business or more fit into the, the larger business category. Um, and since sometimes the energy efficiency needs are a little bit distinct between smaller businesses and larger, that's, that's why we divided this up um, uh, that way. And then there, the third little section we have there is if you're not sure whether you fit into a 
a smaller business or a larger business, you can just email us at businessenergysavings at sdgne.com or call our, our number and we'll be able to check. Basically, the best way for you to do that is to look on your bill and you'll be able to see your energy usage there and see which, which program you're eligible for. Um, so let's, let's talk a little bit more about the small commercial program. So it's specifically designed to reach out and um, get in touch with small businesses across the SDGNE territory. Um, and these are, it's different than a, than a simple rebate program where you'll just basically get a coupon and, and get a discount off something. This program includes authorized technicians and experts and consultants that work directly with your with you, uh, and and take come out and look at your facility, your location, to see what sorts of energy efficiency upgrades will work for your business. Oftentimes, it's things like upgraded LED lights, um, but they'll they'll look at other things, and so that you'll be able to really. Uh, get a sense of, of, to the earlier comments around benchmarking and metrics, what is your energy usage? Where are the opportunities? Um, and for this one in particular, there are sometimes often no cost things that you can, um, that you can upgrade that will immediately start saving your money. And, and then there are some low cost measures that you can upgrade as well. So in terms of eligibility, Obviously, need to be an SDG&E customer, have an active account, and have a total peak demand of 20 kW or less uh, per month. Um, and so that's where you look at your bill, and you'll you'll be able to tell uh, whether you fit into that. And if you're above that 20 kW mark, then you would fit into the the larger commercial program that we'll cover um, in on the next slide. Um, and if you're not sure, that's when you email that business energy savings at sdgne.com um, mailbox. And in terms of the measures, uh, this uh, program is, is currently offering a way to get um, small businesses some immediate returns on energy efficiency with the hopes that it'll keep the conversation going and you'll, you'll uh, look at other measures. But this, this immediate promotion is for no cost LED upgrades. Um, that if you have fluorescence in there, um, they will drop off LED tubes at no cost um, that you would then self-install. I, I also work with the, um, for example, the Encinitas Chamber of Commerce, and they they signed up to be a participant and um, were able to, to take advantage there. Um, and so that I think the question came in, what is an example of, of that? And th this is one example. And there may, be, there may be other things that fit into the HVAC or refrigeration or food service thing, uh, food service measures that um, might fit into the, the no cost. But you basically wanna reach out to Wildan. Wildan is the company that leads this on behalf of SDGNE, they are a energy company, nationwide energy company that's been around for many, many years. I think 55 years, and has tons of experience in implementing these types of programs and working with customers to do that. Um, and so they are the the one-stop shop for smaller businesses to find uh, find out what what they what businesses can do to upgrade their their facility. Uh, let me just check check my notes. 
Um, so yeah, that's that's the detail on that program. And then for the for more larger businesses that are above 20 kW or demand, that's our what we call the comprehensive energy management solutions. And I'm going to hand it over to Adam Montgomery, who works for the TRC companies, who are the company that run that particular program. So if it works for you, Adam, I'll hand it over to you. Sounds good. Yeah, thank you, John. You bet. Yeah, good morning, everybody. My name is Adam Montgomery. I'm an account manager for the large uh, commercial rebate program and incentive program. It's the Comprehensive Energy Management Solutions Program. As John was saying, this program is for those larger customers. If you're over 20 kW peak demand over the past 12 months, then you would fall into, and you are a commercial customer, then you would fall into this program. Uh, 20kW is, is not a large threshold to meet, so um, you might be surprised if you're a, a restaurant, a small retailer, a small office building, there's a good chance that you could fall into the, the large commercial program. We, uh, we, we do offer incentives and rebates to help your facility become more energy efficient. Um, we have two different pathways. We offer a standard list of rebates that you want to upgrade your lighting, some HVAC, refrigeration, you can receive a, a standard rebate for that uh, equipment upgrade. But we also have a, a more of a kind of a customized approach. So if it's a project that reduces your KWH or reduces your, your therms, you can get incentives uh, to help pay for that project. You know, we, uh, we do offer a little bit more hands-on approach. We, we uh, my company, TRC, we have been running utility rebate programs for the past 30, 40 years all across the country. Our goal is to kind of help you identify ways to reduce energy. So we do offer energy assessments. Um, part of that process is, is coming to visit your site and talking and, and kind of doing a walkthrough and, and seeing if there are ways for you to take advantage of the program and get some money back. So if you're a business out there, I've got a couple different, you know, areas, kind of five key areas that we think that we could really help commercial businesses. First one is identify energy efficiency opportunities. Um, as I was saying, that involves assessment, really seeing how you guys can take advantage of the program. You know, it's a, a byproduct of, of equipment upgrades and reducing energy. A lot of times that's, that's obviously going to help reduce your operating cost. And it's also going to improve product quality and uh, production. Um, keep the theme of the day is the sustainability. So yet efficiency upgrades, you're talking about reducing waste and emissions as well. And lastly, I just wanted to point out, we, uh, as the administrator of this program, we are actually not doing the work. So we will not sell you equipment. We're not doing any type of installation, but we can point you to companies that do that type of work. We do have a, a, a network of contractors that we could, that have been vetted and that we can recommend. So if you need help facilitating some of these projects, then we can put you in touch with the right people. Awesome, thank you guys. Okay, so we can advance to the next slide. Yeah, so now that we know our metrics and energy tools available, we are going to take a deep dive into like a virtual walkthrough of typical business areas and see where we can implement sustainable practice for cost savings. So let's start first with the outdoor areas of a business, your landscape. Uh, sustainable landscaping is the practice of using multiple strategies to create an environmentally friendly and climate appropriate landscape. So a well-designed landscape provides immediate benefits to not only our local ecosystem, but in, in turn can also re help reduce your long-term costs and cut down on maintenance. So a business could see a savings of about 40% per year by implementing some of these strategies. 
Another great way is through an irrigation audit. So an irrigation audit is a great way to have a certified professional uh, come out and check your meter, review landscape controller settings and include suggestions for more water efficient equipment where appropriate. Oceanside businesses are able to schedule a free water smart checkup in order to receive site specific water saving recommendations from a certified irrigation professional. And the professional will also review all of your business settings and information, and then you can ultimately decide what strategies to implement to help best meet your goals. So after you have set your goals to implement and things to improve, make sure to check out the rebates that are available for Oceanside businesses before you start any project. As an Oceanside business, you're able to participate in rebates and resources found through SoCal WaterSmart. This is a resource for the member agencies of the Metropolitan Water District with the goal to help all of Southern California make more water efficient choices. And commercial rebates include, but are not limited to like weather-based irrigation controllers, spray heads, turf replacement, and a lot more. SoCal WaterSmart also offers turf, turf replacement rebates and San Diego County locations will receive $3 per square foot. So it's important to note that the SoCal WaterSmart website will show you $2, but through the application process, an additional $1 will be added to your, just due to your location. So if you're interested in doing a turf replacement rebate, you must reserve rebate funds prior to starting your project. So please make sure to complete the application and get it approved prior to changing any of your landscapes. You can also find easy to follow tutorials on troubleshooting broken sprinklers, valves, pipes, and outdoor leaks on Green Oceanside's website. The city also hosts workshops and recordings similar to this, and they're all available on our website to view after as well. So an easy way to, and a great way to ensure that your landscape is operating properly is to schedule weekly walks around your outdoor uh, area at various times and around your own irrigation schedule. These walks kind of help you detect uh, leaks and other problem areas before they cost you. Okay, so we can go to the next one. So next area of business is administration related um, with sustainable purchasing. So sustainable purchasing is the practice of acquiring environmental preferable products that help reduce solid waste, conserve water, and protect our natural resources. So buying green products and services can ultimately increase your organization's efficiency, enhance its public image, and is an excellent way to reduce your operation's impact on the environment. An Environmentally Preferred Purchasing Policy, or EPP, can be put in place to guide your business and its employees when acquiring materials, supplies, and services, and selecting those products based on their impact on the environment and human health. So an EPP can apply to both the products bought to run the business itself, and for like the services that the business produces itself. Uh, so from copy paper to cleaners, automotive fluids to toilet paper, every product purchased and even the way you travel can have an impact on human health and the environment. Creating an EPP can be very simple yet effective. So categorize the items that you purchase on a weekly or monthly basis for your business by like office supplies, cleaning supplies, lighting, break room and kitchen supplies, maintenance supplies or others. And then next you can find a sustainable alternative for each item you purchase. So you can go onto like the Staples website and they have a whole green product selection web page. You can go on Waxy sustainable resource page or do a quick Google search. You'll be surprised on the amount of sustainable options that are out there with most allowing for a cost savings for your business. So next we have another area of your business you can incorporate in sustainably is the restroom. So using water saving techniques and appliances can ultimately help save you money. Businesses who use more water efficient appliances can save about 30% on their water, sewer, and energy bills. For example, by replacing inefficient toilets with water efficient models, you can save about 13,000 gallons per year per toilet, which is essentially saving enough water to fill a small pool just from changing one appliance. Um, so I previously talked about rebates and resources found at SoCal WaterSmart. 
The good news is that the rebates are not just limited to outdoor irrigation. In fact, commercial properties are available to receive a wide range of rebates for indoor use, including, but are not limited to, high-efficiency toilets, plumbing control valves, food equipment, and HVAC. You know, and perhaps another appliance to keep in mind are paper towel dispensers. They need to be refilled often and are a constant recurring cost and can be more expensive than automatic hand dryers, hand dryers in the long run. It's also less mess and waste um, if you go the automatic hand dryer route. And then again, don't forget to take a look at your lighting. SDGN offers rebates for energy saving upgrades such as LED lighting as well. This slide is actually in regards to the city's green Oceanside kitchen program. Um, the city is part of our efforts to prevent uh, wasted food. Um, we developed a commercial um, kitchen at, in the heart of Oceanside um, called the City's Green Oceanside Kitchen. It's located at the city's El Corazon Senior Center. It's currently operated by the Oceanside Kitchen Collaborative. The goal of the kitchen is to really model a more sustainable facility and to provide a venue to incorporate zero waste and sustainability within all of the culinary arts and to actually recover edible food to feed people um, versus going to waste. So as part of this um, program and this facility, uh, not only are we, you know, doing these types of activities, we like to share information on how other commercial kitchens in Oceanside, you know, can adopt, you know, similar aspects of sustainability, zero waste and, and water conservation. So, you know, really when, when looking at your business operations, whether it's a commercial kitchen or a tax office or, you know, some sort of an industry um, type business, it, it's really about, you know, smart purchasing. You know, really looking at how you purchase products, what type of products you purchase, where they're coming from, looking at the environmental and economic footprint of those products, um, and, and really looking at the impact of those products on local communities, but also communities on where they originate from. The city of Oceanside has an environmentally preferable policy. Um, we can provide that as a sample to any interested business. There are a lot of great environmentally preferable policies out there, um, you know, as resources that businesses can adopt and incorporate to either, you know, whether it's as simple as buying, purchasing recycled content paper for your printer, or whether it's looking at less toxic, you know, products or materials to protect your employee well-being. Um, there are a lot of great opportunities to really be a more sustainable company by just looking at what you're purchasing. Um, there are opportunities for food donation. You know, the state of California recently passed a very aggressive organics diversion mandate to help meet the state's climate emission goals. And as part of that mandate, it set a goal of, um, you know, diverting over 20% of edible food to feed people. Today in the United States, over 40% of what is wasted is still edible, you know, meaning good food is going to the landfill and not necessarily to our households. You know, during COVID, one in two um, children in Oceanside were food insecure, meaning they don't know where their next meal will come from. So if you are a business, a food service provider or business that does have food as part of its operations, you know, really looking at, you know, what you're buying, how much you're buying, 
appropriately setting your menus up. If you're a business that has a lot of catering events, you know, as we get back into the new normal, you know, really making sure that you're not only setting up that catering event, but you're setting up a back-end donation channel for any of the food product that you were unable to serve, less people came, you ordered more than you needed, and setting up a donation channel on the back end to get that food donated through the dozens of food recovery agencies in our local area. You know, during COVID, we were actually able to recover over 300,000 tons of edible food from shuttered restaurants and, and feed people in need. Um, the city of Oceanside, in partnership with Osai Kitchen Collaborative, you know, provided over 400,000 hot meals to the community through the the city's investment of an emergency feeding program out of the city's Green Oceanside Kitchen. So, you know, I always, when I go meet with people, they tell me, I don't waste anything. But when you really start to look at it and open your eyes, we, you know, we all have a little bit of waste and we can all do better. We can all do better in regards to sustainability. And, and there's a lot of great resources out there. So the city, we have a food too good to waste um, commercial guide that we can share. Um, we'll share it within our product page that we provide to everyone after this workshop. There are really great programs and out of Energy Star and Water Sense. Um, it, SoCal Water Smart has a lot of great programs about appliances within a commercial kitchen on how to conserve water. Um, there are also BMPs from CalRecycle, best management practices on how to have a more sustainable commercial kitchen. Refed has a really good report on, you know, edible food, uh, wasted food, and ways in which to mitigate wasted food. There's also, we have a hotel kitchen toolkit. EPA has a reducing uh, food to good to waste program. Um, we also have a guide that we're hoping to put out soon that actually has um, a tool in it that helps you monitor what you're serving, what your menus are looking like, where you have waste and help you monitor that. So again, you have that measurable metric that informs you on what you need to do to be more sustainable. And at the end of the day, reduce your bottom line. You know, sending less food scraps to the recycling bin or even the landfill bin is going to be, you know, less money to that bill and, and hopefully, you know, help maintain your profit. So a lot of great resources out there. Anyone can be involved. Um, so let us know if you need assistance. And then also, as I mentioned earlier, right sizing and technical assistance. Um, the Zero Waste Food Scraps team, we come in and we don't only work with you kind of on the front end, not only providing training, we have training in English and Spanish. We can also provide training in other languages as needed, but we also take a look at your backend services, right? To make sure you have appropriate service levels. When we rolled out the program, it wasn't, I didn't walk into a business and say, well, you're mandated to do this. I walked into a business and said, hey, you've got a landfill bin going five times a week and you don't have recycling and you don't have food scraps, what if we drop your landfill bin just to four times a week and we add recycling and we add food scraps and keep your bill at the same level or even potentially reduce your bill? So all of a sudden doing the right thing, you know, really makes it economically feasible. And then you get to celebrate that you're doing the right thing and you're, you're striving towards zero waste. So, you know, this, this scenario here is just an example of right sizing on this slide. We have a lot of other examples of right sizing. Simply change your bin from a four yard to a three yard. You know, looking at the days of the week to make sure they're appropriately placed. You know, do you really have waste on a Wednesday or is your waste primarily on a Thursday or Friday and you need a Saturday service? So a lot of different scenarios and options that we can work with you and game out. Additionally, we have a lot of resources to help deter, you know, issues such as dumping at your business or contamination. 
Uh, waste management does provide lock services for businesses. So again, that can kind of mitigate contamination or illegal dumping. Waste management also provides free annual bin cleaning and exchanges. So if your bin is getting nasty and dirty, just put in a request to waste management and request a swap out. You get one of those each uh, for each of your bins every year. If your bin has been tagged or has graffiti on it, waste management should be replacing that. And that is aside from your annual bin cleaning and exchange. So again, if you've got a nuisance bin in the back of your business, you know, you have resources available to you and we want you to take advantage of that. Waste management also offers roll-on and scout services for people that have, you know, confined areas. We also have construction demolition recycling programs as that's also state mandated. We have a business zero waste guide that we mail out to our businesses once a year. If you don't have it, please reach out to us and we'll send it to you. And we can also provide it to you electronically. Thank you. Thank so you. it's also important to show your community and customers that you care about sustainability. It shows them that they are committed to taking action to conserve resources and prevent pollution in both the facility and your operations. This is especially important in California as you will also attract more customers if you're sustainable and post your certifications proudly. So you can share your story and connect with other, other local businesses about their practices. Uh, so Oceanside has some remarkable businesses who have taken action to support the planet. And you can connect with similar businesses through our Green Oceanside Business Network or the California Green Business Network itself. Um, the Green Oceanside Business Network is a free program to help our city's businesses prosper in the green economy. And you can download the scorecard to get started at greenoceanside.org. And then we also have these resources linked in the uh, in the kit that went out in the chat as well. Great, thank you so much, uh, Colleen and Bronte and sdg &E folks, uh, fantastic presentation. Um, most of the questions that we've had put in to the chat have been answered. Uh, just a quick summary, there was a question on um, uh, refrigeration for small businesses and um, whether a feeding agency or pantry would be eligible um, for the SEMS program and whether or not SDG&E um, could upgrade refrigeration or other food service appliances at no cost um, uh, energy efficiency. And our answer for that was that rebates are offered for certain types of refrigeration equipment, um, however, not the entire cost. Um, you can reach out to Adam uh, to see if your business specifically qualifies um, for that program. Um, we also had a question about the average kilowatt hour usage of homes and small businesses in Oceanside. Uh, for comparison to see if they meet the threshold for the assistance program. Um, you can reach out again, you can reach out to Adam uh, and John for that information. We don't have that on hand today, but if you find that useful for your business, please reach out to them directly. And they've listed their contact information as well, not only in the presentation, but in the chat as well. Um, and then we had one uh, question, hopefully for Colleen, um, is whether or not the Green Oceanside Kitchen partners with any local homeless assistance programs to provide recovered foods uh, to this underserved community. And those are all the questions we have. Great question. Um, our partner who operates out of the city's Green Oceanside Kitchen, Osai Kitchen Collaborative, I do know that they have partnered with multiple um, homeless assistance agencies and programs in Oceanside. And very specifically, a lot of the meals, the hot meals that were produced through the city's COVID feeding program went directly to um, homeless populations, you know, either in housing and even out actually on the street. And if you like more information or if you know of an organization that may be interested in support, please reach out to us and we'll definitely connect you with our operator and partners. Thank you. Well, those are all the questions we have in the chat. Um, we can have a few minutes if there's anyone else. 
on Zoom right now that would like to ask any questions of our panelists. Well, I'd just like to give a big thank you to SDG&E for being here today and for all the resources that you provide to our local community. So thank you for being a partner to Oceanside. So absolutely, yeah, thanks for, for having us join. And um, there are more energy programs that offer incentives as well. We highlighted two of the kind of the newest and, and most powerful, impactful ones right now. But I posted in the in the chat the website that brings you right to um, all of it. And you'll see a section for smaller businesses, larger, and then other customer types. And if you go in there, there's, there's more information there, including on pricing plans and um, workshops and education to, to learn more about this stuff. Um, so that's that was revamped as well earlier earlier this year, so a little bit more easier to use. Great. And a huge thank you to the Oceanside Chamber of Commerce. Thank you so much, uh, Hannah. We really appreciate it. The Chamber is actually the one that reached out to the city's Green Oceanside team, you know, stating that we really want to support and create awareness around sustainability for our business community. Um, you know, Oceanside has one of the first zero waste restaurants on the West Coast. We've got a lot of great businesses at Oceanside committed to Oceanside and our environment, and we're really lucky to have the, the Chamber be a part of that. So, yeah, thank no, you. the thank you guys so much for all being in attendance today and taking time out of your day. I think this was a really valuable. Um, webinar and I'm really excited to continue to share this um, information and just continue to have the partnerships that we have so that we can you know keep creating Oceanside and making it a beautiful sustainable city so I appreciate everyone who is in attendance today and with that um, I think we are good to close out the meeting um, if any other questions come up feel free to email myself Colleen Bronte SDGD city whoever you need to and we'll we'll find the right um, information for you so thank you guys and and we look forward to seeing you next time. We hope you enjoyed this episode of the Advancing Oceanside podcast, brought to you by the Oceanside Chamber of Commerce. Continue with us on our journey to help inform, better educate, and ultimately advocate for Oceanside. You can view all of our other podcasts on any podcast listening locations, including Apple Podcasts and Spotify, or visit our YouTube channel. And don't forget to subscribe to catch all the latest updates on all things Oceanside. Join us next week as we host another influential leader from our community.